0: Loading Erica's podcast.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City,
0: it's The Erica Finn Show. And your host, who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn.
1: So nice to meet you. Thank back. you so
0: much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming all the way over to uh, Midtown in the
1: yeah. I like to call it my well, Midtown it. office. <laughs> <laughs> this dressing room makes me happy. I mean, oh no, our good. listeners can't see it, but oh, there's it's very bright. So many colors. There's a beta fish in the corner. Paprika. Yeah. I actually, I really love this lamp too. Thank like, you. Like you should, you should, you know, auction off your the stuff from this this office after, See? You know? That's right. The yeah. Stuff at,
0: like, the room used to be the stage manager's office, and so that was full of shelves, and they just mm-hmm. stripped everything, mm-hmm. and I walked in, and I was like, wah, wah. I said, this has to be brightened up. And I'm right here. I'm right. The stage is right there. Is, so. I think
1: is red your favorite color? Yes. There's a lot of red in here. Yeah. Yes. It is my favorite color. Yeah.
0: My friend had some yellow stuff, and he said, "Why don't we brighten it up with yellow?" So yeah. it's a happy <laughs> room, and people hang out and stretch out in here. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's like the green room east. Now I don't hear too much of an accent, but you are from North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yes, I think I overcompensated. I never really had an accent. My parents had a lilt.
1: Okay. So even
0: when I get tired, I'll go. I, you can. It can start to kind of wind back a little bit, but it's just uh-huh. a lilt. Uh-huh. But I had a teacher in, grad no my college that wrote down things I said that had any kind of southernism like, ten not ten, uh-huh. uh-huh. pin, not pen. Uh-huh. So I became I overcompensated, and when I moved up here, literally I was like talking like this to make sure. And so people thought I was all from the Brooklyn. Time. So. Not all the time; just when I thought I was trying to not be Southern. Okay. But I, I just went to the other side, and I, I'm from East Brooklyn now. So now dairy I'm kind of. Is a stage door for a Gary. Oh, oh see, there's a lot what of those. Happens when you're it's backstage. very exciting. It never. And it. it what, in what, few what are they minutes, doing?
1: People probably wanted to know. You know, the stage. This isn't previews. It's on no Broadway, but, but there's always they're always going to the stage doing something. They're calling oh my gosh. People.
0: We had understudy rehearsal today, uh-huh. so the understudies were rehearsing from one o'clock on. Mm-hmm. At six o'clock every day, or is that even, a weekly
1: thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, understudy rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Oh, right now it is new.
0: because the show is new and we haven't had time to put the understudies properly in. Mm-hmm. I mean, really rehearse and know the blocking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because we've been opening a Broadway show, mm-hmm. but now that we're running, we're mm-hmm. into our fourth week, I believe. It's a great time to come in and, and have them go through the show, make sure they know their lines and their songs, that are supported and safe, and you know. But every before every show, an hour before every mm-hmm. show. The dancers are called for lift call, oh. so they'll be here in 11 minutes. And because the lifts are so phenomenal, yes. and a little bit dangerous, they are. They have to practice them. They just have to do it. Some some shows have fight calls where yes. you come in, you just go through the moves just yep. to make sure you're safe. Which I've they seen that dance. across the
1: street. I was exactly. at in my, in my first fight call. It's very cool. It's pretty cool. Do. You just well maybe yeah, we'll get maybe an we eyeball yeah, of the, yeah.
0: the dance call, and then after the da- after the lift call, they have Donnie Nova band tuning.
1: So all the band members Uh come
0: and they play a couple of numbers just to get in the groove together and just Mm -hmm. tune up and and it's uh, so it starts here really really early. I like to be here early anyway just to be in the oxygen and kind of get ready for my show and talk talk to my fish. Yeah,
1: the um the the show. I mean, just you talking about the dance. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, uh, it's Tony Mm -hmm. nominated for the dance and the orchestration and it is so intricate and like the the use of the chairs and sliding with the chairs and the lifts. Are there a lot of, like, little mishaps that never. happen? Never. Never. never.
0: Tui, 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 tui. Uh-huh. These, we are so prepared and so well rehearsed, and everyone knows that with the amount of dancing and the props that are danced with, everyone really, really is safety first, and we've never had an incident. Everyone's just on their game. And that's fantastic. And plus there's extraordinary athlete dancers. So yes. they they take care of themselves and everyone around them.
1: Now you started with this role off Broadway well, off off Broadway. You were in um play, play Mill Playhouse. And it was oh paper, paper mill. mill playhouse. Yeah, that's, so off Broadway role? is in New yes, Jersey. Yeah. Yes. New Jersey. So <laughs> what was the road getting this to Broadway? Well, you know,
0: we went to Paper Mill, we knew we had something really special, but it's so complicated to get a show to New York, to get a show to Broadway, to get it financed, to get the the window of opportunity for the real estate, the theater, to have your producers, to have your cast, and lo and behold, at the end of Paper Mail they announced that the show was moving. They didn't know when, they didn't know what, to what theater. So it kind
1: of kept a mystery. Like it was kind hear, of you, well. I don't know, think they really knew yet. Yeah, so yeah. I was,
0: you know, I'm I've been around the block. I went sure. oh, Okay, that's awesome. Let's wait and see and. Gosh, if it didn't happen within a year, Mm -hmm. that's kind of unheard of. Mm -hmm. So we were very lucky, and in
1: turn, you know, everyone's lucky to see this beautiful show. Um, You know, this is an amazing cast. Mm. Laura Osnes, Mm -hmm. Corey Corey Cox, and the, the day I saw the show, and this is just a tribute to his professionalism, it turned out, I mean, I found out afterwards, was the day his wife was in labor. Hello. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he went straight from the matinee here to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And she was, the uh, he was born, Elliot was born, gosh, 10 hours later or something. Wow. Yeah, it was, so he opened a Broadway show
1: and had his first baby. Mm-hmm. He has, he's having quite the month. Yeah, I mean, it's just a tribute. I mean, just all the actors in all these Broadway shows. It's in- incredible how much, you can't give 100% even. It's like 150%. It really is. Thank, like, you
0: know, we love our work, we're, and we know we're lucky to be in a, in an original show on Broadway.
1: How do you keep yourself healthy with, you know, all the shows That's a lot. a tried. Yeah,
0: you try to take care of
1: yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to get enough rest. You try
0: to, you know, say no when you need to go home and go to bed. Mm-hmm. You try to eat well. You try to. You just try
1: to. And then you your body kind of gets into the groove of it and... Just do the best you can. But so, so June Adams, your character, is yeah. the mother to Laura, Osnes. Yes. you're a mother yourself. You have two sons. I do. I have two boys, Tall 27, okay, and 21. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> I know. Do they live in New York? They do not. They live out in Jersey. Okay. And my, my older son was one of my dates for opening night.
1: Oh. Yeah. He so so what did you say
0: about it? Oh, he just went nuts. He just well, he just loved it. He loved the dance. You know, he loved the whole story. It's, it's a magical show, and he saw it at Paper Mill, and it was so interesting to watch its growth from Paper Mill and how mm-hmm. Andy Blankenbuehler mm-hmm. has done his magic to an already, you know, wonderful show.
1: What parts do you bring, because, you know, as a role of a mother into yeah. this role, it's as a mother there. to Laura? It's just
0: all there, you know, mm-hmm. the nurturing, and I, I, I love, I'm so close to Laura anyway, mm-hmm. I feel like her mom, so I love, we have such a, a
1: trust with each other, mm-hmm. and she sent me, that's her Mother's Day card to me. Oh. <laughs> I know. So we already yeah, kind of... says Amazing Mom, Incredible Woman. See? Oh. I know. So
0: we always so bring that to the stage so we can only build from there. And my, I feel like my job as June Adams is, is to love and take care of her. And if I do that, I have a successful show.
1: Uh, Bandstand, as I said before, has been nominated for yeah. Best Choreography and Best Orchestration. Will you be going this year?
0: Um, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. If not, I'll be, you, you know, I always watch, you, with, even if it's by myself with popcorn and champagne. <laughs> it's like, yes! It's like my yes. celebration. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love, I have loved him ever well, since I knew been you've been before. I have. I've been nominated. Nominated. a couple of times. You've won. I've won. Yes, I sat in the audience one time. One year I gave the commercial award, so I was able to say, and the award for best choreography goes
1: to Oh. oh and it was Chris Catelli oh. for Newsies. Do you know for sure that you're, would you know already if you were going to be announcing any awards this season or you would? Yeah. Yeah. God darn it. Yeah. is That's it okay. nerve-wracking to go out and, and say the awards? Yes. Or is it, it is, it's yes. nerve-wracking. But d- when I yeah. went out to say the awards with the commercial
0: awards, we were not on camera. It was on yeah. during the commercials. Right. So that kind of, it was more, uh, not quite as heightened I as when you're doing Although I think after it. the
1: Warren Beatty moment, maybe everyone's okay oh, now.
0: exactly. <laughs> I just remembered that. But what did, we had a rehearsal that morning when I was doing the commercial mm-hmm. awards, and I walked out, and the the teleprompter was so far away, I couldn't read any of it. So, <laughs> you know, I had the, the whole time, I'm like, oh, and they, so I had to wear glasses. That was exciting. <laughs> I'm like,
1: y'all need to make that print bigger. So what's Tony Knight like? You know, we're almost upon it this year. Like, what is it like, having so, been a bunch of times? I
0: My two experiences uh-huh. as being nominated, of uh-huh. uh, the first time with Drowsy Chaperone, was a completely different experience than Baby It's You because we were performing. So we had a rehearsal that morning for Drowsy at 7 a.m. at Radio City. We were in full costume, and they record the number we're doing, and we do it twice for camera, and I think they keep it in the can just in case something happens mm-hmm. they can reference back to that recording. And then after we finished that, that rehearsal at 7 a.m., we went back to the theater because we had a matinee. I tried to nap which was just a waste of time. I tried to eat some food, which was a waste of time. Did a matinee. Immediately after the matinee, you rush to get into your gown and have your makeup and hair done because they're waiting for you to go do the red carpet. So it's kind of a blur. I remember being in the car thinking, oh, my God, get there, do the interviews, run upstairs to get back into my drowsy clothes because we had to perform a number. (laughs) And I remember as I'm changing and someone throwing makeup on me, the TV is on, and I remember over my shoulder hearing Greg Barnes win for Best Costume, and then I heard Bob Martin and Lisa Lambert won for Best Book, and I'm like, I need to stop, whatever, because I just wanted to watch. Went down, we did our number, came back up, got it back into Beth's dress, and I remember being wrangled. Someone dragged me down all the stairs, and I was on the aisle. And during a commercial, they went and sat me down at my seat because my category was in about nine minutes, Best Supporting Actress in a Musical. And then the rest is kind of a blur. I remember hearing my name and running like the wind, thinking, please don't fall, please don't curse. <laughs> and <laughs> Did I you, didn't. you curse a lot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> two boys. You've been good so far. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just don't say anything. Just just please don't curse there. Yeah. But then when I was nominated for Baby Jew, the show had closed. I it was I was actually just an audience member and I was with my, my son was my date and that was the year, a Book of Mormon, and so he was so in awe that the South Park people were sitting right next to us. Hugh Jackman was right there. So watching it through his eyes and just not having the pressure that the drowsy year it was spectacular. It's an amazing, amazing night.
1: And did you have your speech all written out for the first time? When no. You, no, I had an really? idea. No, because you know, it's like yeah. well, don't write a speech. That would right.
0: be conceited. Art, it's like well, what if you? What store. if you win? You can't get up there and be inarticulate. So I did right. have a little piece of paper that had four, like four or five bullet points mm-hmm. of just don't forget to thank.
1: Sure. You know,
0: Casey Nicola and blah, blah blah blah. Even though I did forget some of them. Yeah. But th- that was that was it. And what are the after parties like? Uh, well, it's a lot of when I won, it was a lot of interviewing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And oh, so you then, can't even enjoy yourself? No. You're
1: interviewing I all night. I
0: remember you drinking, talking. having a drink. At no, least? I didn't have what? time. <laughs> but I, after you finished that, finally, it, what felt like eternity, I remember being put in a car and I went to the Drowsy Chaperone cast party it, and I collapsed on a bench and had some food and that is when I really celebrated. I walked in and it was just spectacular. Got home about four in the morning. Uh-huh. just from you know and there was hundreds and hundreds yeah. of messages on my machine it was such an amazing
1: Aww.
0: I couldn't even speak the next day was Monday you know it was our day off I could hardly even speak I was so overwhelmed with yeah. just the the amazement and the privilege of being there that night and doing all that it was really cool
1: I love that
0: it was really cool
1: now you played uh, speaking of shows that are nominated this year you played the role of Hello Dolly at Keith Playhouse. Yeah. And the Muni. It's just in St. Oh, Louis, which is okay. 11,000 seats. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you'd run into Bet or not. No, oh, I have and, not. I would love to. And if you, you know, you
0: had she's. Spectacular. Yeah. I'm a big fan. But that's, that's an amazing, amazing, iconic role for a woman. I'm really glad I got to play it.
1: What's one thing you'd like to tell your 15 year old self?
0: Um, stop being so critical. Mm-hmm. Just stop being so critical and just do it. Just go. Just try it. Try it. You're not going to be perfect. No one is.
1: Do you find yourself mentoring the younger actors? Mm-hmm. You do.
0: Mentoring. I'll answer the questions, their questions to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know when I turned crossed over to being the oldest one in the room. <laughs> but I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm the oldest one in the rooms." So I like, "Bah." When you made your Broadway debut, it's like, <laughs> oh, children. So I try to parlay as much wisdom as I can, <laughs> even though they're smart as whips,
1: these kids. And do you still critique your own performance? Oh, or gosh, you, yes. You do, really? Oh, yeah. So that never stops. It
0: never stops, but yeah. that's okay. You know, I, it's, it's nice to have a critical eye mm-hmm. and to know that you still need to learn and grow, and each show I get into is like learning from another class, like learning from Andy, learning from Laura. You know, I, I constantly... I like to think of myself as a perpetual student, and each show gives me an you know, opportunity to go to class, learn something, try something. So what does this
1: show tell you?
0: Well, it's like the antithesis of the roles I usually do. I usually do the big, belt, funny, and this is much more grounded, so it's, it's been nice to go kind of inside and quiet and have that number in act two, where it's just not what Beth Level usually does. I like So I like doing that. I like accessing my inner mother.
1: Oh mm. Is there a dream role you'd like to play? It hadn't been written yet. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to
0: do Mama Rose and Gypsy again. Mm -hmm. I did it in college, and now I could understand it a lot better. But I'm I'm kind of waiting for the next Drowsy Chaperone, one that's written for you and your Mm -hmm. strengths and your skills and your comedy and your heart. So we'll see when that happens.
1: When you read a script Mm -hmm. versus actually perform it, is there a lot of times a lot of surprises between how it comes out? Oh, absolutely. Okay.
0: One of the interesting things about Drowsy was that the character, when I read the script, was not on the page. It was all, it, there was just a line here, a line there, a line there. And to find the interstitials that connected and gave birth to that character was one of the most thrilling things I've ever done. And I thank the creatives and for trusting me to give birth to that. That was really that was an experience that was fun
1: now your training initially i mean you you got a degree in social work
0: social work counseling yes. which has come in really handy yeah. <laughs> i'm sure it does oh yeah it's just in life you know yeah, <laughs> to be absolutely. a good listener and on yeah. stage yeah
1: i'd be stopping by this this room every day for like a therapy session there you go come in you have that Ding energy dong. about you too like you said you have that natural mothering energy thank you yeah yeah so how do you go from that though to theater
0: well I did social work counseling because there was no theater major at the school I went to because I didn't know at the time what I wanted to do. I didn't think I could make a living as an actor in North Carolina.
1: Right, who does?
0: Who does? And this was back, you know, back then. then, But I had a a, a fantastic teacher, Linda Bamford, who kept pushing and suggesting and encouraging for me to explore my curiosity, which turned into a passion. Mm -hmm. So after the um, minor in theater with a degree in social work counseling, I met, went immediately to get my master's degree from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro in acting and directing, using those listening and responding skills I had learned as a social work counselor, and then there was no turning back.
1: Then you came to, out to New York from back there? A year yeah. later. I, I interned wow.
0: at a theater and got my equity card in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and then there was no excuse whether I wanted to or not. I had mm-hmm. to move to New
1: York. Have you done any film or television? I've done some TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not a lot of film, you know. my My wheelhouse is here. This is where I feel most comfortable. Not that I turn it down, but I did the the finale of ER. Oh, I did. I did. I was like the mom. <laughs> I think I had like you know seven lines, and uh-huh. I got to cry or something. Oh, that's <laughs> great, though.
1: And I was on a soap opera
0: for about three weeks, four weeks. Oh, really? Which one? Ryan's Hope, back in the day. Yeah, I played yes. Karina Levitt, private detective. <laughs> But this is where my this is where my joy is. That said, I would love to, if it ever happens in my life, originate like an ensemble show on TV mm-hmm. with with my fellow storytellers. That would be thrilling to just give birth again to a role for a TV series. Well, you cool. did
1: a a show, and I wish I could have seen it. it I, in, my, in researching you, I found out about it was a couple of years ago at um, 54 Below. Oh like right, a one person. Yeah, my
0: my back, yeah. yeah with all kicking these. and screaming because <laughs> that's how I left North Carolina.
1: So, is there a story? It's all it was all about like stories of your life. Was there one particular story that you could share here? Um,
0: oh my gosh, there were so many of them. I, I, one <laughs> that I do tell, referencing back to that rehearsal for the Tony Awards with Drowsy Chaperone. Mm-hmm. Um, during the rehearsal at 7 a.m. in the morning in full costume, um, the thing, we were at the bottom of the orchestra lift at Radio City, so that's where we started. Bob Martin was up stage right saying something, something, and then my favorite show, The Drowsy Chaperone, and then we did the number that Casey had choreographed, kind of a montage, so we could all be in it and say hello to our mothers. <laughs> and then as it, it was this great dance thing at the end where we did this great pose. So we did it once. It's brilliant. Second time we did it, they were filming it. So we had to be really on our game. And I had my beautiful white costume that Greg Barnes had made with this gorgeous hat and this beautiful faux jade jaded bead necklace. And so we finished the numbers, like da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and we posed, and we had to freeze the entire way down because the TV was still filming us. Well, my thumbs got caught on the necklace. And so, as we're going down in a freeze, all I'm hearing is ding, 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 ding. and 64 beads, it, it at least, were I all over the floor. No, and it was in the dark. <laughs> no, and right behind me, getting ready, literally to run on the stage, was Patti Lupone and Michael Servetus and the cast of Sweeney Todd. And I was on the floor in the dark, trying to grab as many beads as I could find. Um, and I ran off to the stage managers. Obviously, it wasn't 64 beats that had fallen, but in my head yeah, it was, I and all it. I could and think, think was, "Lift Call, it's lift call. Oh, mean, we can go watch that. Call. All I could think about was that, you know, I had killed Patti LaVona or the cast of Sweeney Todd, but no one, no one perished, thank goodness, but I worried about it all day, and at the end of our matinee, Looking for something at the end of our matinee. Yeah,
1: can you imagine if someone slipped on a bead? Like that would be the story. You'd be the mo- you'd be the talk of uh, the oh Tonys that year.
0: <laughs> at the end of so no one no one did. Thank you. Thank God. At the end of uh, the matinee, my dresser came up to me and she said, "Is this yours?" And she had found one of the beads on the floor and wanted so now I keep it as a good luck bead. You that was it. I see it. Uh huh. It's a green. Faux jade. So this is really cool, and, and I love like, you. Carry there was this around. I carry it with me, and during How the many act. Is that oh, eleven! Oh my god! Yeah, and during the act, I had it in my bra, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I would show <laughs> it. And then, you know, I was just speaking of superstitions, and the actors were such a yeah.
1: Yeah. F- are you a superstitious person? Not really, but there's certain rules in the yeah, theater, like you know. What?
0: Like I don't say certain words if you know you just. No, can't I can't say that. them because they're you know you have to spit and turn around three times. There's certain <laughs> that, things you like to that re- cleanses it. that's you that, yes, you're turn you know, up. <laughs> just like little things. Makes a lot of logical stuff. We like to, I like to do the same thing kind of over and over mm-hmm. again. It's me, Darren. But uh, come on in, Annie. But see, it's starting to happen here at the theater. Um, I what was I going to say? I keep that bead as good luck, and then at the, during my act, I go into a song that Charles Strauss. And Susan Birkenhead wrote from Minsky's called Home, Mm -hmm. which is about celebrating that this is our sacred place Mm -hmm. with all its superstitions and all its magic. It will be my home. This is my home. You are my people. You are my storytellers. You are my community.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes. That's so nice. (laughs) I know. It's true. That's so nice. That's so nice. Um, What's your pre-show routine? This hanging, saying
0: hello to everyone. Um, because I don't dance in this show, and uh-huh. vocally, it's it's not. I don't do nearly the work Laura does. Uh-huh. So it's really just being here, connecting with everyone. Uh-huh. Making sure, you know, if I needed a sip of coffee, feed the fish, go say hello, um, get my wig on. I like to get ready early.
1: Just sit and chill. Just be here. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And by who? Um...
0: Probably my teacher in college telling me that I really needed to figure out what made my heart happy and follow it, follow that path, which was really terrifying. So I'm, I'm glad that she gave me permission to really try to explore this in North Carolina back in the late 70s, because I'm not sure I would have done it if somebody hadn't said, go, go do it. Did your
1: parents support it initially? Or? I
0: think they kept waiting me for me to get out of that phase. Yeah. Because, A, they wanted me to eat and, you know... Sure. B, they wanted me to get married and have kids and have a Mm. normal life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I remember when they were at my Broadway debut and there was no turning back. And there was no turning back. Oh, I'm sure they're
1: incredibly proud of you. They were incredibly proud of me. And I'm
0: so glad that the night of the Tony Awards that I won, there was a tornado in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And all of the power went out.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And my mother, she said she was calling... Radio stations, TV stations going, you have to get this power back on. And seven minutes before my category, the power came back on. So she passed three years <laughs> later after that, but they
1: got to see that oh. and they got
0: to hear me oh, thank them. Yes. Which was one of the highlights of the night for me.
1: What's the most rewarding part of this career? That
0: I make a living doing it, that I'm, in my heart, I'm successful in this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my 12th Broadway show, that I can truly say I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I mean, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. They pay me to do this. And I'm on Broadway. I that's that's pretty cool.
1: Well, we're glad you're an actor. I am too. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't change my mind. Thank you so much for you're being here so with, with me welcome. today. It's been so nice meeting you. Yeah, come on, show the lift call. It's really bye everyone. Cool.
0: Bye. We're going to go watch dancers. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.